Welcome to the Ford Iron Podcast. We're here to help men understand their biblical roles, pursue Christ with unwavering courage in every aspect of their lives. Welcome to the Ford. All right, welcome to the Fort Iron Podcast, guys. I'm Cody Palmer. I'm going to be your host today, and it's going to be a short one. Go ahead and be up front with you. It's probably going to be um, 15, 20-minute podcast. This is going to be a go-to-work go to listen. Um, just a couple little Christmas educational things on here to help with conversations around the around the uh, the holiday time. So uh, we're just going to dive right into it. Santa Claus. Where's he come from? Who is, is this? A uh, a dude who rides reindeer, hangs out with little people who makes toys up in above the Arctic Circle? I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. What I do know is that St. Nicholas, uh, according to Greek Orthodox tradition, St. Nick was the Bishop of Myrna. Um, and from the time he was born to the time he died, he spent his life helping people. He was all in for the kingdom. He traveled. He was part of the Council of Nicaea. He dealt with all kinds of things like that. Um, but lived such a good life that people celebrate him and the legends that are here today. <laughs> all stem from some point of truth. So uh, he started his ministry career uh, in Lycia, Asia Minor, which is modern-day Turkey. His uncle was the bishop there. Um, he wanted to become the bishop, but in order to work for the church, he had to get rid of his wealth. He came from a very wealthy family. Both of his parents were elderly. They passed on, passed away early in his life, and he became a wealthy young man. But because of his dedication to the church, he was like, I'll get rid of this. With that, he didn't want the glory from any of that, that he was getting rid of stuff um, or giving away money, um, as some bishops did, still do. He went and tossed it in people's windows, set it on their front porch. Uh, he helped a father who was struggling with money, who ended up having to marry his daughters off before tax people came and took everything he owned and included his daughters. Um, so St. Nicholas went three nights in a row and dropped money off to pay for the, um, the bride price of his three daughters on the third night, the father had caught wind and he caught St. St. Nick. And that's, that's how the story ends there. Cause he said, Hey, I don't want any, anything like give the glory to God for that. Um, and so that's where we get the secret gift giving from there, the uh, the white elephant gifts that we do. But um, so we have numerous names: Saint Nick, Santa Claus, Chris Kringle. Where those come from? I got you a little list right here of Saint Nick names. Tell me if any of these sound familiar in the comments down here. In Italy, Baba Natale. Finland, Julupaka, Sweden, Tomten, 
Norway, Julnissen, the Netherlands, Sinterklaas, in Dutch, Saint Nicholas. Sinterklaas, Saint Nicholas, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Well, gum. meaning Saint Nicholas. So I just thought those were kind of cool. Um, and the name Chris Kringle. We've all heard that. Well, that's Santa Claus' real name. No, Santa Claus literally means Saint Nicholas, so that's his real name, um, since he was given sainthood after his death. But Chris Kringle, this is one, I mean, in 1517 AD, Martin Luther ended the praying to everyone except Jesus, because they would pray to saints. This is something I didn't know. Um, So, in order to refocus December 25th on the birth of Christ, because before Santa Claus, before the secret gift giving, they were still December 25th celebrating the birth of Christ. Um, And in German, Chris Kringle, Chris Kringle is Christ child. Amazing. These are things that I'm finding out in the last couple days, couple uh, last week or so here, preparing for this podcast. And I was like, this is absolutely astonishing, some of this stuff. So when people say, oh, we're celebrating Chris Kringle, good. I hope you are, because that's the child of God. That's Jesus. That's the reason for the season, you know? Uh, so that one is actually my favorite little piece of knowledge there. Um, but coming into the legend that is Santa Claus, where, where does some of this stuff come from? You know, uh, in 1823, Reverend Clement Moore, he is a father of six. He wrote a poem using his amazing abilities, um, artistic liberties and, um, It was called A Visit from St. Nicholas. You probably know it. I read it and I was like, A Visit from St. Nicholas? I've never heard this. Well, it starts like this. Twas the night before Christmas. (laughs) And all through the house. Y'all know the rest. (laughs) So, that's where, that was the first mention of Santa Claus being in a sleigh, being pulled by reindeer. Um, so that's that's one of the many ways that the legend of Santa Claus that we have today actually starts. Um, following him, we have Thomas Nash, who was a cartoonist who was responsible for the Democratic and Republican Party's uh, mule and elephant cartoons that he had. Coca-Cola asked him to do a Santa Claus painting, and he did so for 22, 22 or 32 years, I can't remember which one. That's what he did. And they were all black and white until the last one. And the last one is when he added color, and that was the first red felt with white fur trim of the Santa Claus that we know today. But speaking of the hat, the stocking cap, the boots, where does that come from? Well, that comes from the Dutch. So the Dutch settlement in New York, their patron saint was St. Nicholas. 
Um, and they decided that they needed to, in order to get him more close to their community, not have him dressed up in the traditional bishop garb of the Greek Orthodox Church. <clears throat> Excuse me. So with that, that's where the hat, the robe, the boots and stuff came from. That is traditional Dutch wear. Um, and the red color came from, again, Thomas Nast. Um, so we get into all of this about Santa Claus, you know, and the, the reindeer. The reindeer actually came from St. Nick coming in riding on the uh, the horse because the bishops always rode white horses, but in Finland and Norway, they didn't have horse, but they had abundance of reindeer. So St. Nicholas would ride in on reindeer. That's a little quick one. With all of that, where does some of these other traditions come from besides Santa Claus? I've seen so many Christians say that they don't say Merry Christmas. They say Happy Holidays, and they're trying to take Christ out of Christmas, you know, and they put the X on the Xmas and <clears throat> I'm not going to get into that one, but we can, I'll have some links for all of that as well. But the holidays, this one got me. In 570 AD, the Council of Tours gathered to reconcile the controversy between the Eastern European Church and the Western European Church. December 25th, recognizing Christ's birth, was remembered in Western, Western Europe as the holiest day. And that's when they celebrated. Eastern Europe, they remembered January 6th, which is when the wise men visited uh, and Jesus' baptism. Since they could not come up with an agreement, they decided that those 12 days would be considered the most holy days of the year. Which is what we pronounce now, holidays. That's what we're talking about. Is the time from Christ's birth to the time he was baptized. Those are the holidays. Those are the holy days. Those are also where we get the 12 days of Christmas. Absolutely amazing, right? Just the the cool stuff that you find out with a little bit of research instead of looking like a moron like I do and having to walk away and be like, okay, well, I guess so. I guess that's right. So... Irvin Washington, or Washington Irvin, the guy who wrote Sleepy Hollow, Rip Van Winkle. He wrote Knickerbocker's History of New York, and he gave St. Nick the traditional Dutch garb. He gave Santa flying over the treetops. He is the one... who started the legend. He wrote this, uh, wrote this book in 1809 um, and has given the history uh, from the Dutch settlement uh, and the church that they built, St. Nicholas's Church in Manhattan, New York, and the history is from 1628 to 1947. Um, 
that one is on order. I cannot wait to read the original text of that because this book here that I've been getting most of this stuff from does not include that, but includes so much. So with that, this book is called There Really is a Santa Claus by William Federer, and it is awesome. It's a 300-page book, and it's a very easy read. So I'm just going to end it right here, talking about Santa Claus. It goes, Remembering St. Nicholas. To enter into the Christmas spirit, it is necessary to remember the Christmas story of the birth of Christ. One should also remember that there really was a Santa Claus, the godly St. Nicholas, who was willing to be imprisoned for his sincere faith under Emperor Diocletian, who preached against pagan immorality of Diana worship, who stood for the Bible and doctrinal purity at the Council of Nicaea, and who would generously help the poor anonymously so that all the glory would go to God. I think that right there is the underlying spirit of Christmas that non-Christians talk about. That they can hold on to the hope that there is this big dude in the North Pole who kind of sets the morality standard and that for a few days in the year, that no matter what's going on, they can hold on to that hope. I really hope that every one of you listening to this podcast, your hope is not in St. Nicholas. (laughs) Your hope isn't in St. Peter, St. John, whatever saint has been named that your only hope is in Jesus Christ and that first and foremost on December 25th you're celebrating the birth of our Savior a Savior of the world who bled and died for us and it's so easy it's so easy he loves you He wants a relationship with you. That's what he wants. And that's the easy part. After that, you got to commit and things are, things might get rough. You're going to have rough patches. Peter describes it as being tested by fire. A, uh, a preacher friend of mine, JC Groves, um, He said, a faith that is tested is a faith that can be trusted. If you're not getting tested, the Lord can't trust you. If you can't be faithful with the little bit that he's given you, you're not going to be faithful with a lot. So my prayer is for this, that everyone listening to this podcast got a little kick out of the way I run through some history stuff that maybe you learn a little bit, you're going to go back and do a little more research for yourself, you know, and maybe it inspires you to, you know, have a conversation with that person at work who, eh, I don't really, I don't like Jesus, you know, Christians are this, that, and the other, but they got a picture of Santa Claus or a Santa thing on their desk. We'll use that. Hey man, you, you know who Santa Claus is and just kind of have that conversation. That's my hope for this Christmas holiday is that 
the boldness that the original Santa Claus had to walk into the Council of Nicaea and stand there and say that Jesus Christ is God. He is one part of a three-head trinity. He is just as divine as the Holy Ghost and the Father. He goes, that is heresy. I need you to get it. The same St. Nicholas that is bold for Christ, that is humble for Christ, that wants everything in his life to point to Christ. I hope that our Christmas spirit can be like that of Santa Claus, a man completely sold out for God. With that, guys, I uh, just want to say thank you for tuning in. Um, we got new devotionals coming out every week on fortironministries.com. Um, where our retreat for March 9th through the 12th is booked up. Uh, we will be having another one in October, and we will put the dates out for that really soon. Uh, stay tuned for the beginning of the year. January 1st, we'll be dropping our podcast. It'll be myself with Gunny host and Jeremy Gutierrez, and we'll be discussing the controversial topic of what is truth. So with all that, you guys have a good one. Stay blessed.